Oh, sorry about that, stranger. Didn't mean to, uh, interrupt your praying. But I saw that you were just sitting here in the back of the church while looking at your phone. So I thought maybe I'd drop by and start a conversation. You know, just to pass the time a little. So, yeah. Why are you here anyways? Did your parents bring you here? Oh, what's that? You're a grown adult? Sure, why not? I mean, I guess 16 is the new 18 nowadays, right? Hey, you know what? How would you like to hear a story? Oh, wait. I guess I shouldn't really tell you. This is more of a... adult story. Don't want to taint that little mind of yours in the house of the Lord now, do I? Hmm. Well, since you asked nicely, I'll tell you. But if you get nightmares, don't go blaming me now. Alright. So... There was once a little girl named Kara. Her mother and father were very involved with the church. Meaning that Kara always found herself at church at least three to four times a week. You see, her parents would always volunteer to help around the church with cleaning and organizing events. But this meant that Kara, who herself was only 13, had a lot of free time to roam around the giant Victorian-style church that her family belonged to. The church itself was a two-story building with connecting houses and halls on either side of it, making the entire area four to five acres of property. Although not everything was being used though, since the church decided that the main building and its closest conjoined sites was a lot cheaper to upkeep. So for more than 50 years, the only buildings that had been in use were those exact buildings, leaving the rest of the structures to wither away with the ages. Kara never liked to go to church like her parents did. She just didn't see what was so special about praying to an invisible person in the sky. So whenever her parents would come to church for anything, Kara would just tell them a little excuse here and there to get their permission to go off exploring the grounds. Kara herself has seen more than half of the property already. At first, she would only go one or two structures away. But eventually, as she got older, she started to explore the more disclosed buildings. She would never go inside them, of course. But most of the time, she would just peer through a window or two to get an idea of how the rooms would look like. In some of the rooms she looked into, she could even see some furniture and photos that were probably left there when the church was just barely built. That would make those items almost a hundred years old. Whenever she would go off on her own, 
she would do it in 30-minute segments, depending on how long her parents were staying for. And if she didn't come back within that time frame, her dad would come looking for her with a slew of lectures about how she needed to be more God-fearing, and so on and so forth. She heard it all, of course, but she didn't care. It was worth it just to pass the time in this boring place. On one particular day, Kara decided to go to the back of the property. She had never been there before, because that was the one place her parents always told her to stay away from. But she had seen so much of the church and its surrounding area that even those weren't worthwhile anymore. So when she told her parents that she was going for a walk, they just told her to come back in 30 minutes and to not go to the far back of the complex. She nodded and walked off. When she noticed that they were going inside the main church building, she reversed and walked towards the back. She walked until she saw that the foyer was about to end as if the builders had just left this section of the property unfinished. She looked out to see what was beyond the threshold of the unfinished halls, and saw what looked like an unfinished room that should have been connected with the rest of the structures through the foyer. Curiosity got the better of her, and she moved in to get a closer look. But as she looked inside the dusty old window, she could see that the walls didn't even have plaster on them yet. What made up most of the walls were just bricks and mortar. When she looked around more, she could see a door in the far back of the room. And on top of the door was a sign that read, Do not enter. The sign was as old as the room itself, with dust covered all over it. Kara got a feeling down her spine that maybe this was a bad idea after all. But just as fast as that thought came into her head, she also noticed that the door was slightly open. As she then heard, Help me. Help me. Help me! Coming from inside the room, Kara backed away from the window and was about to head back when she thought to herself that maybe a kid got lost and needs help. It was a huge debate in her head as she fought between going back or staying and making sure the child was safe. She decided that if she was in that position, then she would want someone to come help her. So she went back and tried to open the window. Obviously, it was locked. So she went around the side of the building and saw that there was a window that was open slightly, barely enough for her to fit into, which she figured was how the kid got inside. She barely managed to squeeze through when she got inside, the musky air filled her nostrils as she called out, 
Hello? Anybody here? I'm here to help. Hello? There was no response. So she went to the room in the back and opened the door. It was a small room with a sink counter and a chair in the middle. Those were the only things in the room. The only daylight that was shining through was coming from a small slit near the ceiling. Like the small windows in a basement or cellar. She walked inside and looked around. She rubbed her hand against the walls and noticed that they were covered in a soft layer of padding. Then she remembered the little kid who needed help. As she then went to look under the sink. That was the only spot she could think of that a child could hide in the small room. But when she opened it, it was empty? That's when she heard the door creak. Kira turned around and saw that the door was closing itself. She ran to grab it before it closed all the way, but she barely missed it as the door closed tightly ahead of her. She tried to open it, but it felt like someone was holding it from the other side. Then, in the middle of her struggle, she heard the chair behind her slide. She turned around and looked at the chair as she then moved sideways along the walls as if the chair was a dangerous animal. Suddenly, the chair slid towards her. Kira moved out of the way and ran to hide under the sink. She grabbed onto the hole where a handle used to be with a finger and held it tightly. Kira covered her mouth so she wouldn't scream as everything went silent. She sat in there quietly for a minute or so, but it felt like an eternity. That's when she heard the chair sliding again. It sounded like the chair was sliding to the opposite end of the room. Kara was about to peek out a bit to see what was moving the chair. But when she looked through the little peephole where the handle used to be, she saw the feet of a small child climb off the chair and up the wall. She looked away and covered her eyes. As she sat there in the dark, she could hear scratching and pounding. It sounded like whoever it was was crawling on the ceiling and against the walls. Kara didn't know how that was possible, but she did know that her situation was hopeless. The only thing she could think of in that situation was praying. So she hung her head down and prayed. She prayed like never before. And as she prayed, the noise slowly disappeared. That's when everything went silent. And a few moments later, within the silence of the room, she could hear in the distance the hint of a man's voice. It was her dad. And he was calling out for her. That's when Karen knew this was her opportunity. God gave her this one chance to run like hell, and that's what she did as she then bolted out of the cabinet. Somehow the door was open again. 
Kara ran through the door and straight to the window from where she had first entered. She crawled out of it as if she was escaping a shark falling to the ground on the other side. When she made it through, she ran until she got to the foyer of the main building. That's where she stopped to collect her breath. It felt as if she ran a marathon. She knew she didn't want to, but she had to take a quick glance back to see if what she heard and saw was real. When she looked back at the window of the room, she saw that the door for the small room was still open. And right behind the door frame, where the do not enter sign was posted, she could see the head of a little girl glaring back at her with glowing eyes. Her hair was drooping down as if she was hanging upside down from the ceiling. That's when someone grabbed Kara's shoulder. It broke her out of her trance as she turned and saw her dad. She started to cry in her arms as he then told her he was sorry for scaring her. When Kara looked back at the window, the child was gone and the door was closed. Kara never told her parents about what happened that day. Her dad just thought that he had spooked her so much that she started to cry. She just decided to hold it inside of her because she didn't want to sound crazy in front of her parents or embarrass them in front of the church they loved so much. Her parents always knew something was off with her after that day, but they didn't want to push her too much, so they let her be until she was ready to tell them. They all continued to go to that church for a couple more years. And Kara became more involved with church activities because she wanted to become closer to something stronger that could protect her from the evil she experienced that day. On one Halloween day, though, Kara would come to know the truth. When the church hosted a Halloween event and one of the show for the kids, would be a scary story told by the priests of the church. Kara was there to chaperone. As the kids all sat around the priest, he then began to tell them a story. When you go looking for scary stories sometimes, it is nice to make up one on the fly and get a good laugh or a scare. But often... The most scary stories are the ones that are based in reality. Real events that did actually happen. He continued, You see, children, this church itself has quite the horror stories to tell. It was on these sacred grounds that back when the church was first built in the year of 1898, the first ever exorcism in this town's history took place. After that, the church would be the epicenter for four more exorcisms. Banning from the year 1898 to 1921. But on October 30th of 1924, the church would have its last exorcism. 
when a small girl, no younger than you guys are right now, became possessed, they say, by the devil himself. Her name was Caroline, and her exorcism rites were performed by the three high priests during that time. Father Daniels, Father Matthews, and Father Taylor. These three fine men wrestled with the devil inside Caroline for four days straight in a secret room that still exists on these grounds today. But unfortunately, after the fourth day, the child's body became too weak to handle the exorcism. And sadly, she passed on on the fifth day. After that, the church decided to no longer perform any type of exorcism on church grounds again. But even to this day, some say that if you can find this secret room, then you too may find yourself face to face with the spirit of Caroline as he goes through the exorcism over and over again. The whole room went silent as the children stared at the priest. Then the priest broke out in laughter as he then said, Don't you guys worry though. You are all safe within the house of the Lord. God will protect you all, so you have nothing to fear, little ones. The other children breathed a sigh of relief, as then one child asked the priest, But, Father, is it true that the room still exists on church grounds? The priest took a look at him and told him, No, son. The church got rid of that room long ago. It held far too much bad memories. So they all voted to demolish it. Yet, as the priest said this, Kara knew that was a lie. She knew she saw Caroline that day, and she was there to witness as she relives her exorcism over and over again. Amen, stranger. Doesn't this story make you want to be a stronger believer, huh? I know I would try my best to get on the big man's good side if something like that ever happened to me. Although then again, I'm pretty sure that my missus is actually a hellspawn that's come to possess me and enslave me for all eternity. <laughs> oh, you don't get it yet. But you will, when you get married. Trust me, when you do, you'll be wishing for a priest to come exercise that demon out of your house. <laughs> Alright then, I'll be heading out now. Service is over, but... Don't you worry. I'll see you next time, stranger. <laughs>